Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Jeff Schmidt. He's VP and Chief Cybersecurity Innovator at the Columbus Collaboratory. This is Technotopia. This week's episode is sponsored by Eero. Uh, life's too short for bad Wi-Fi. I have a multi-level house, and I always had issues getting Wi-Fi to the top level. So I started using Eero, and it's really changed things around here. The cool thing about Eero is that you have multiple routers, and they all connect together in a mesh network. It's full home coverage. The Eero kit that I have has two devices, one that I keep in the attic and one I keep down near my router. What's even cooler is this thing can stop malware, spyware, phishing attacks, and block unsuitable content. I have a lot of kids in this house and I try to keep them off of the weird websites. Further, you can use Eero Plus to automatically tag sites that contain violent, illegal, or adult content, so you can choose what your kids can and cannot visit right in the app. And it offers ad blocking. You can get rid of annoying ads and pop-ups on all your devices. Or, well, this thing offers amazing third-party security apps built in, including VPN protection from Encrypt.me, password management from 1Password, and antivirus software from Malwarebytes. With Eero, you can install an enterprise-grade Wi-Fi system in your home in just a few minutes. I want you to never think about Wi-Fi again. You, you can get $100 off the Eero base unit in two beacons package and one year of Eero Plus if you visit eero.com techno and at checkout enter techno. That's right, you get $100 off the Eero base unit in two beacons. Remember, that's eero.com techno and at checkout enter techno for $100 off. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. To the show, we have Jeff Schmidt. He's the VP and Chief Cybersecurity Innovator at uh, the Collaboratory. Collaboratory? Collaboratory. Is that right? Correct. Collaboratory. Columbus Collaboratory. You, yes. You, you want to you say collaboratory, but it's like collaboratory. Is it the British <laughs> British pronunciation or the, Amer- or the English? Yeah. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the UK per, uh, pronunciation. <laughs> Columbus Collaboratory. There we go. Perfect. I'm glad we were able to schedule this today. <laughs> so, so I'm from Columbus. So, I, so this is near and dear to my heart. What are you guys? Uh, what are you guys up to over there? So, the Collaboratory is a very unique place where we get to innovate in the areas of cybersecurity, uh, big data, data science, data analytics and talent uh, related to those two areas in particular. It's about a three-year-old uh, entity uh, backed by uh, the seven largest companies in Columbus, Ohio. And it's a very, very unique and very rewarding place. Mm-hmm. So what, what's the ultimate mission? What's, what's your mission, I guess? Uh, you're, you're, the, you're the cybersecurity guy there, right? So you, have, uh, so you have to keep everybody safe or you have to teach, you have to teach these big companies how to stay safe? Yeah, so uh, I run the uh, the security program at the laboratory, and uh, our objective is very simple. It's to uh, help our uh, member companies and, and partner companies be better at cybersecurity, mm-hmm. uh, make make them more uh, uh, safe, uh, allow them to uh, innovate and, and take advantage of, of new technologies while while managing down the risk associated with those things. Okay. So, what are the uh, what are the things we should be looking at when we think about uh, cybersecurity these days? Yeah. So, um, what's coming down cyber- the pike? I guess. Sure. So, cybersecurity. You know, we have to keep in mind that um, the vast majority of the players in the security space, the bad guys, um, are criminals, mm-hmm. and. Um, that's actually a good thing because criminals are fairly predictable. Um, you know, most criminals are rational, um, and uh, they they do things to um, optimize the amount of money that they can steal um, while taking the least amount of risk doing so. 
So a lot of what you hear in the media and other places are, you know, the nation state actors and the, you know, the big scary critical infrastructure stuff and national security. And, and, and that's all happening and that's all correct. But the vast majority of us, what we need to deal with are relatively rational criminal actors. Mm-hmm. And uh, what they have been doing uh, for the last 15 years in the, uh, the, the cyberspace is finding different ways to monetize uh, criminal activity in the uh, you know in the IT realm. It started with stealing data, things like credit card numbers and social security numbers and things like that. The reason they're interested in that is because it was very easy to monetize a stolen credit card number, a stolen bank account number, social security number, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easy to monetize that um, by making fraudulent charges, opening fraudulent accounts, uh, and so on. Um, as the defenders, particularly the banks, have wisened up um, and gotten much better at uh, identifying and shutting down those sorts of frauds, uh, we all know that uh, you know every once in a while your credit card company calls you or texts you and says, hey, did you really make that charge? Or, uh, hey, we think something has uh, gone awry with your uh, account. We're going to send you a new card. Um, those are all the you know the credit card uh, uh, companies and the banks uh, responding to those sorts of frauds and making it uh, much more difficult for bad guys to to interact in that way. And so the bad guys are on a continuous search to to find new ways to make money from the space. Um, as of recently, we've been uh, dealing with a lot of uh, ransomware. Uh, ransomware is a way to monetize uh, criminal activity in the cyberspace by uh, encrypting data and, and holding it for for a ransom payment. Mm-hmm. Another way that uh, bad guys are increasingly monetizing uh, their their criminal activity is by uh, stealing resources to uh, mine uh, cryptocurrencies. So as the value of cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin and such, have increased over. Uh, you know, particularly over the last two years, uh, the the value of somebody stealing uh, the the processor or the video card on your laptop or on your machine for a couple hours and mining uh, cryptocurrency has is very very high. They're basically stealing your electricity um, and uh, and using it to mine. We'll see a continued uh, migration um, to whatever makes money uh, for uh, for bad actors in this space. Do you think it's always going to be that that way, or are they, is it always going to be monetarily driven, or is there uh, is there a philosophical aspect to this as well? So there are there are different actors uh, that we deal with that uh, um, you know commit uh, crimes for different reasons. The uh, we always have uh, you know state sponsored uh, or state uh, uh, tolerated national security types. Um, they have a, a set number of of interests many in uh, critical infrastructure and those sorts of areas. Um, They're a little bit more difficult to understand because they're not economically motivated. Um, But fortunately, the the vast majority of us don't need to deal too much uh, with with those guys. There's another crop of, you know, what have generally been called, uh, you know, hooligans or troublemakers. Uh, Sometimes they're a little bit more organized, uh, like activists. Um, If if you're in an area that uh, gets attention from from various activists and in in many cases they're not economically motivated uh, but rather they are um, motivated to deface 
you know, a web property or, or cause trouble or, or, or cause disruptions. There's a couple of subcategories there, things like disgruntled former employees and, and things like that, uh, folks like that that are uh, less interested in, in economic gain and, and more interested in a, um, a philosophical uh, point or uh, sending a message um, or, or you know, using a, a platform in that way. Those are, you know, that happens, and in many cases, you know, obviously with the uh, the former NSA analyst that shall remain nameless and, and others, uh, these these things happen, and they happen, and they're fairly uh, sometimes they're fairly high profile. But the vast majority of businesses are dealing with common criminals. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So what what can a uh, what can an organization do to stay away from? Uh, to not be a target. What's the? What are some of the? Uh, what are some of the signals that that companies have that that are that say that they're good targets, basically? Sure. So uh, criminals in this space uh, usually operate uh, on uh, targets of opportunity. Um, if they see an opportunity to to make money, uh, they don't care if you're a a small Midwest bolt manufacturer or a, a large regional bank. Uh, if there's an opportunity to uh, steal some data to um, to steal some uh, um, some some valuable uh, information either for extortion or to encrypt and, and charge a ransom. Um, they will likely take advantage of the opportunity. It's you know we liken it to a street mugging. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody uh, goes out uh, uh, and puts a target on their back for a mugging, but uh, sometimes circumstances dictate that that they're easy targets. And so. You know, just like in the physical world, uh, the way that, uh, or, or you know, critical way to to manage down your risk is to not be an easy target. And uh, the ways to to not be an easy target in the the cyberspace um, are uh, very basic uh, vulnerability management. Make sure your systems are patched. Uh, make sure that uh, you have uh, you know reasonable uh, external perimeter firewalls. Uh, so that you're not letting internal, very vulnerable protocols, things like SMB, uh, which is Windows File Share, mm-hmm. uh, and other things out on the internet. Um, these are just the very, very basics. It's interesting that you know so many um, major breaches are the result of uh, basic, uh, you know, failures to do uh, vulnerability management. Uh, you know, most interestingly, the uh, uh, the recent. Uh, uh, Equifax breach, you know, was uh, was a, a vulnerability that uh, had a uh, had a patch, uh, and uh, for a variety of reasons that uh, folks are, are arguing about, it it was not applied, and uh, and so that you know created a very very large breach. Make sure that your you know your vulnerability management program is is strong, and uh, that your systems are patched, and uh, keep keep some containment on uh, your internet perimeter, and mm-hmm. and you'll be less of a valuable target right off the bat. What is the, what does your job look like in, uh, in 20 years? Oh boy, that's a, that's a hundred million dollar question. I think, um, the science of information security is progressing and improving fairly dramatically. Um, information security has, uh, been somewhat of a, a niche art, uh, a black art uh, for the last, again, you know, 10 or 15 years. Um, and uh, a lot of 
security measures are, are taken uh, because somebody thinks it's a good idea um, or because a vendor told them that, you know, they need a, a firewall or they need, you know, next gen endpoint protection or, or something like that. Um, we are progressing very rapidly and in making information security much more scientific. Um, and so now we can actually talk about things like optimizing defenses as opposed to just uh, a game of whack-a-mole or, or plugging holes in a dam. Mm -hmm. um, but think about, you know, what what are the 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 threats that my enterprise is exposed to, um, and then how do I optimize my you know incremental security investment to give me the most security value per dollar spent against those threats. The um, uh, the Lockheed Martin cyber kill chain. Uh, this is a couple years old now, mm -hmm. uh, but was was the first attempt to really create a a playing field in cyber. Uh, so many uh, IT people, and in fact, you know, so many business people think that you know cyber is just this wild, wild west, and threats are coming at them left, right, and center. And you know, I've got to defend against everything all the time from you know people coming at me in all directions and. Uh, the, the Lockheed Martin cyber kill chain and now uh, the MITRE ATT&CK framework, you know, really create a playing field um, for, for cyber. Uh, you don't have random attacks coming at you in all directions. Uh, you know, bad guys have plays. Mm -hmm. uh, bad, bad guys operate in a, in a playing field and, and use common techniques. And so now we can investigate, you know, the science of uh, defending against those techniques. Interesting. So there's so the so the techniques the uh, you don't think the tactics are going to change? It's just going to be a little bit faster, right? Something like that. Well, I think the the the, the tactics and the techniques we call them TTPs, uh, the tactics, techniques, and procedures that that the bad guys use do change, mm -hmm. um, but they are knowable, um, and that's that's the key. Um, you know the uh, a, a threat-informed defense, as I call it, um, uh, you know, a defense that understands the threat or understands the offense, um, is is able to, um, you know, understand what sorts of plays uh, the the attackers are, are are capable of throwing at them, and then develop their defenses appropriately. It's not at all, you know, unlike uh, American football, uh, where you know there's a limited scope of things the offense can do. Um, and as a result of that, uh, you know, the defense uh, prepares accordingly. And uh, you know, we will increasingly be acting like that in the, the, the cyberspace. Um, and, uh, and, and that's a good thing. It adds more, um, more science and more rigor to, to our art and um, allows us to increasingly communicate in terms of risk with business people as opposed to uh, communicating in terms of, of fear, uncertainty, and doubt, which we so often do. Sure. All right. So that's uh, that's great. That's a nice, nice, concise uh, look at the state of the art and where we're headed. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us on Technotopia. Uh, it's been great, Jeff. This has been uh, this has been fascinating. Thank you very much. Uh, it's a privilege to be here. All right. This has been Technotopia. I'm John Biggs. We will see you next week. Technotopia is brought to you by Happy Fun Corp. Happy Fun Corp is a design-driven technology company in Brooklyn, New York that specializes in building mobile and web applications for startups and Fortune 500 companies. Whether it's a new mobile or web application that will help people experience the internet in a fun new way, or software that will interface with a new piece of top-secret hardware, Happy Fun Corp is always up to the challenge. 
Big or small, Happy Fun Corp loves building software and loves working with great people. Come build with them. HappyFunCorp.com. Technotopia is also sponsored by Jaywalk. Jaywalk is a new app that pays you to walk. You can try it out at jaywalk.me. It's created by me, John Biggs, and a few of my friends. Jaywalk.me, please check it out. 